In this episode of The Interface, I talk with Sean Zimmer, Engineering Manager for Amphenol Aerospace in Mesa, Arizona. Sean worked at Amphenol Aerospace in Sydney, New York for four years, most recently as Manufacturing Improvement Supervisor, before becoming one of the first employees at the brand new facility in Arizona. We talk about the daily challenges and lessons learned while helping start a brand new Amphenol facility. We talk about the adjustment of moving from rural upstate New York to the busy desert life of Arizona. We talk about the differences between working at a wind turbine startup and starting up a new Amphenol facility. And we talk about having the job he always wanted, but never knew he wanted. This is The Interface. How long have you been in Amphenol Mesa now? How long have you been working there? Oh, God, it's been since, uh, you know, August. Well, as far as moved down here since August, but we didn't move into the building until about, you know, mid-November of uh, 2019. So you've been in there about four months or so in, in the building itself. What? How would you describe what Amphenol... Mesa or Amphenol Aerospace specifically in Mesa because uh, Mesa is, encompasses uh, a number of other divisions in the military and aerospace group as well. But what Amphenol Aerospace in Mesa, what what do you do? Like if you gave me your elevator speech for that, how would you describe it? Well, uh, you know, the uh, the plan here is to be, you know, one of the most innovative new division or well locations, um, you know, focusing in, you know, the high tech automation, uh, you know, advanced uh, machining practice um, and, uh, you know, lean assembly methods. So um, encompassing just how do we do things better? How do we, um, you know, change the status quo such that it, you know, has a positive impact on our, on the bottom line and our customers. So it's part testing ground, part Mm -hmm. manufacturing site. Is that, is that accurate to say? Yeah, yeah, we're trying a lot of new things here, um, and I'd say, you know, not always when you try new things, they work out for the better, but so far, you know, knock on wood, we've had some pretty good luck. Uh, we've had a, you know, we've we've grown so rapidly here, um, you know, just to think about it, you know, I was employee number one, like, you know, this time last year, and now we're almost, we're getting closer to like 30 people here, um, and uh, that was, that hiring really started in, in November. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, we've been really lucky to have a strong, supportive team um, and everybody's kind of forward thinking and, uh, you know, really interested in in doing better and doing better for the customers. And so it's been great. So can you give me an example of one of those things that that you've done that's been more forward looking? Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things that uh, we really wanted to uh, take advantage of in in this new area is, um, you know, all this, all this equipment here, um, it's smart enough these days to, you know, almost run itself and do its own oil changes, you know, mm-hmm. um, we're not quite there yet, but, uh, yeah, you know, one of the big things is, you know, lights out practice, uh, lights out machining. So really the art of, uh, leaving a CNC machine running unattended, um, you know, for a period of time, you know, you have enough trust in it, you have enough, uh, automated feedbacks, um, that, uh, you can monitor it remotely. And, um, you know, it's been, been a huge benefit. So we're able to, you know, meet or beat, uh, schedules, um, that we, you know, haven't really seen before, um, uptimes in the, you know, hundred percent ranges for a period of days. I mean, it's, it's, it's really neat. And how would you describe your role in all this? So what, what are you charged with doing 
as you are, like you said, basically employee number one at the Mesa facility for Amphenol Aerospace, what is your what is your particular charter? What are you supposed to be doing there? Well, <laughs> um, way of asking you, it. Before I came to Amphenol, I was uh, um, working in, in startups essentially, and you know, the big thing with startups is you know the old the old adage wear a lot of hats. You know, that's very much true, even though you know, we're a company that has existed for a long time. Um, you know, still a startup, you have to, you know, do everything and anything it takes to, you know, uh, get the, uh, get the, get the workflow in throughout the day. Right. So, um, you know, I'm in planning, I'm in engineering, I'm in, uh, you know, uh, maintenance, uh, <laughs> You know, uh, if a machine's down, they got to figure out who to call or maybe I'm in there fixing it or, uh, you know, what it's it's uh, so I, it all stemmed from just kind of, you know, uh, Rob asking, hey, uh, I need a little help on this project. And um, ended up, uh, you know, we started specking out the, uh, the facility where we're putting the walls, where we're putting the power, how much power. Um, and uh then it's turned into hey uh, you moving down there oh yeah okay so <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was you know um kind of selecting the equipment that uh we wanted to put down here that would make us you know the most successful um we could be off the start um and then you know organizing the people uh so hiring you know being hr uh yeah so it's uh it's an all-encompassing role um uh, and it's, you know, it's demanding, but, um, every day is definitely different. Uh, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Is it? Oh yeah. <laughs> What's fun about it? Just all that stuff, just all the oh. things you get to do and that yeah. no day is ever boring or right. am I already I, taking uh, your answer from you? Thanks for that, uh, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's the kind of thing of it. You know, it's, 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 um, you know, I, I take for instance, assembly part of it um you know my my journey uh at, at amphenol has primarily been focused on ma- machining process mm-hmm. you know uh, improving that and uh you know assembly is a big hurdle for me you know um the the, the epoxies the curing um the quality metrics the standards um yeah and that's uh it's been a huge learning curve. So every day, and then also figuring out where we get the materials from, who to contact, how do they get mixed? You know, it's, Oh, so many things. <laughs> so it's, a, it's, you're learning every day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's been a day at Amphenol where I haven't learned something, but I think the path has been uh, vastly uh, increased uh, the, the learning curve, I, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. The pipeline of knowledge coming in now is, 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 is much much larger. <laughs> if you could describe then what you guys are, I, I know you talked about, you know, being in essence a, a testing ground and doing some manufacturing, but what are the products, you know, just the product at, at a higher level and in general, the products that you guys are manufacturing there at the Mesa facility? Yeah. So, um, kind of one of the, uh, you know, talk about which, which product lines that we support here. Um, you know, the, 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 the initial start was a uh, filter product. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that we, uh, it's our product. So we, we started out with that, um, primarily in the shells. So we got those up and running first and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud to say a lot of the, the, the product that we've, uh, we've made so far has been, it's not, you know, easy peasy, uh, shells are making these are some really high intricacy shells holding you know a thou or so as tolerance and um, there's a lot of you know 
specialized milling that goes on in the back of the shell and everything like that. So uh, that was a huge hurdle we overcame, but, you know, uh, the correct people on the staff and the technologies that we're using and, um, you know, we're, we're able to get these real fascinating rates. Um, and uh, we really developed a new process where you don't, you know, the least touch time is the biggest thing. So, uh, you know, we just kind of run it through a couple steps and, you know, we're not out here with the, you know, burring parts or anything, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's been a huge improvement there. So our, our time from, you know, work order release to, you know, put stock, it can be a day or two. Um, so that's been huge. So we don't have a lot of whip laying around and, uh, we just keep moving products. So other than that, the other product lines would be, uh, high speed, um, and, uh, you know, uh, 38, nine, um, derivatives. Um, so put in a couple assembly lines, um, we're working on bring some more online, but you know, there's a bunch of hurdles you got to, you know, overtake being a government contractor. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's, uh, qualifications and everything that we're going through now. Um, you know, it takes time and, uh, attention. So, um, and then we also just got some contact machines online. So, um, that's, a that has, was a big hurdle as well. This is the first time we ran these type of machines ever in our, our division. So, um, there's a bunch of things that go on with that too, you know, a, it's kind of a different uh, different overlook from um, in the past, you know, coming from a facility where you have a full staff of uh, uh, maintenance uh, technicians and electricians. And, uh, you know, you already have a facility that's built up and all you got to do is kind of move power from one location to another when you're bringing in machines. Mm -hmm. But with this aspect, you know, I got to work with the, uh, um, the electrical design engineers, the contractors, and, you know, internally figuring out where we're going to put the uh, hardware and equipment. Um, so, you know, I've had, uh, you know, my team here, we've worked together to come up with some suggestions and, you know, how we bring in the power from which location. And, you know, so there's a lot of, I've had to become partially an EE as well. So <laughs> I, I still know nothing about it, I, you know, I'll admit, but, uh, you know, I'm much more educated on that now. Um, there's a lot of things I've become educated on since designing that facility. So, um, that's been fun. <laughs> how well, how well have you adjusted to, you know, cause you grew the staff fairly quickly and it will continue to grow. I know that, and you'll continue to add machinery and equipment and all that over the next few years as we continue to expand our presence in Mesa in, uh, for Amphenol. Um, not only for Amphenol Aerospace, but for the other divisions um, in the Mill Aero Group. How much have you already seen in just the four short months that the plan has been open that we have really made some huge strides as far as learning, especially with the local workforce? Yeah. So, you know, when we um, when we set out on this, this journey, you know, one of the things was, you know, recruitment of... Uh, 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 you know, machinists and inspectors and things like that. You know, we have a we have a much uh, larger population. You know, say to pull from than uh, we do back in you know city New York. So, right. um, one of the assumptions we would have made was, hey, you know what, it should be should be easier. <laughs> but um, you know, with the growing economy out here, and uh, you know, with having a lot of uh, manufacturing industry and uh, so on. Uh, directly right in our backyard um it's actually been a little bit more difficult than we thought so it's so a lot more uh, competition yeah so we actually had uh it's a kind of a funny uh story here we we brought in uh, a couple machinists to start out with you know with the first pieces of equipment on the floor and um uh <laughs> we had uh, the one 
team leader. Uh, you know, he was here for about two two days. I think he called in on the third day. And uh, is uh, well, uh, yeah, you know what? I actually got a different uh, offer, so I, I took that. Well, well, thanks for the heads up. Uh, <laughs> so we had one machinist here, um, you know, that uh, had never worked, you know, particularly with this this type of equipment and things like that. So he had to learn a lot. Um, but we didn't find him a, uh, another, you know, machinist buddy until, uh, about January time period. So, um, about the span of a month and a half, uh, <laughs> David Rice, one of our process engineers, uh, sons, he, uh, <laughs> was our employee of the month for about two months running and the highest producing <laughs> employee, uh, he really put some hours in the books for us. So, um, yeah, he's been, he's been great on the team here and he just recently, uh, you know, moved to team leader position, um, on second shift. So, you know, it's just kind of one of those things with, with Amphenol, you know, you show initiative and you, you know, take responsibility for things and uh, you stick with it. And, you know, it's, you know, pretty often, you know, there's, there's a reward in it for you. So he went from, you know, entry level machinist, learned everything he could, and we got trust with him and his programming skills and setup skills and everything. And so, you know, quickly promoted. So, um, We're good. so great. So in the span of four months, we already had our first promotion. So, so, and, you know, again, as, as I mentioned, this is, you're going to continue growing. Is it getting easier to find and attract the local talent or you still have that, that struggle with local competition? You know, I think, uh, part of it is, um, uh, so words getting around, I think a bit of it. Um, we have kind of more of a attractive, uh, footprint than, than a lot of the other more established, uh, companies, you know, brand new facility, brand new equipment. Yeah. I imagine um, that'd be attractive to people. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And we've actually gone out and spoken to uh, a few of the community colleges out here. Um, you know, we've really tried to take some initiative and and uh, bring in, you know, people that want to learn and, and, and you know, learn the amp and all way. Because there's one thing, you know, to be a, a machinist and, and so on. But there's another thing to learn um, the <laughs> Amphenolian way. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's been brought up many a times in your interviews. but uh, Once or twice. You know, a lot of uh, tribal knowledge, as some people will say it, which we're trying to get away from here with this facility as well. As, you know, um, make sure we uh, educate and document um, and, and move forward. But uh, you know, uh, it, so there's a lot of things that you know we've got to train, and it's not particularly what you would learn in a community college or you know at another company that you know makes different product. Um, like I said, we've got a lot of very complicated intricate products so Mm -hmm. um, it takes kind of a different level of understanding and and patience and uh you know working back and forth with our uh you know quality team to make sure we output a quality product so yeah it's been been a little bit difficult um in in recruiting but you know it's been a little bit uh faster paced now that i think you know words getting around about about us and what we're trying to do um, as well as, uh, you know, working with a lot of local recruitment, uh, help as well. So I imagine yeah. you had a lot of growing pains when you first started out, but I would also imagine that a lot of those have gone away. Do you still have some of those lingering from when you first started and are you still, um, coming up with <laughs> additional new problems, which I'm assuming you do? Oh, there's, there's always, as, as you grow and as you do everything, you find another new little thing that you got to overcome every day, but that's the, that's the thing, right? You gotta, you gotta put that, put that problem up on the board. Uh, you gotta work with your team to, um, you know, figure out who's handling what, 
uh, who's calling who, uh, <laughs> getting to the bottom of it right. and, uh, and tackling that task as fast as you can. So we, uh, we do like a daily cadence, you know, go through the board of, of you know, action items and uh, we constantly work them out. So we've got like this huge you know, ball of post notes that are just thrown in the trash of, all right, we got this part done. We got this part done. Okay. Here's the next te- thing we got to tackle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, that's worked out pretty well for us. Um, but you know, still with that, it, it, the ever coming new, uh, uh, new, new issues that pop up. Yeah. They just keep blowing in. So, uh, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not over any, any humps yet. Um, and I don't, will we ever be, I don't know. Uh, not anytime the, soon, probably. That's the beauty about it. Yeah. yeah. You're not supposed to be. No, I, I don't think you're moving forward if you don't have new action items on your list. Yeah, that's exactly so, right. Well, you yeah. and I had, for people, most, well, probably just about everyone listening does not know that the first ever attempt to do this podcast, it was about a year ago at this time, I actually had, you were my first. You were my first, Sean. <laughs> And <laughs> and we what? did this in a, in a conference room. Uh, we we did we recorded our first episode in a conference room um, here in in Sydney, New York, um, and it ended up being a pretty long conversation, just about an hour long. And yeah. we talked about some really good stuff. And that was a year ago. So I went back and and was listening to a little bit of it today because I wasn't sure if I wanted to. Maybe I'll use some of it in in this episode. Maybe it'll just be some of the new stuff, but. You already touched on, on, on one thing that that I was going to ask you about. I don't know if you remember saying this though. You remember? Do you remember saying? And I, I'm going to probably paraphrase it. You said something to the effect of, when you started doing the the the, the last job you had here at uh, the the Sydney facility, which is your manufacturing improvement supervisor, I think, or something like that. You yeah, kind of made it up. Right. You made it up. I know that. You literally did. Yeah. Right. Um, That you said it was the job you always wanted, but never knew you wanted. Do you remember that? Yeah. I think you must have taken notes when you listened to that one. I'm pretty sure that's verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So how do you feel about this one? Yeah. I mean, uh, I remember when I was actually, um, you know, talking to uh, my boss about that last uh, position uh, before I had that. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, what do you want to do, Sean? What do you, what do you want to do? And, uh, uh, you know, one of the things was, you know, in, in my head, I wanted to, you know, start up a manufacturing facility. You know, was that, that's your, you know, five year from now plan. Um, you know, not, I was kind of, I want to start up my own, but, uh, you know, yeah. time went on and, you know, I kept working on things. And then next thing you know, I'm getting asked, Hey, uh, I need some help on this project. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, once again, it's one of those, I don't know if it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy or if, uh, you know, you're a, your subconscious thoughts control where things go. But, uh, well, here I am and uh, we're setting up a new manufacturing plant. The only difference is, you know, I, I, I'm not funding it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a big difference. And it's Just interesting. You you also talked about in this episode and and just so people understand, too, we were doing like test pilot episodes to see if this format would actually work. And we revised it a little bit after I used Sean and a couple others as guinea pigs. But one of the things, there were some interesting topics that were brought up in the conversation. And you alluded to one earlier as well, is that right after you got out of college, you worked for a startup that did that man, that, that built wind turbines in upstate New York. And so you had to go through that whole startup mentality 
similar to what you've just been doing for the last, you know, say nine months or so at the Mesa facility for Amphenol Aerospace. But there are some huge differences between what you're doing <laughs> in the wind turbine startup and this particular startup. Can you just describe some of those differences? Well, I can tell you one of the biggest ones is um, it's actually warm. Uh, there's heat here. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I remember being in like late October, uh, you know, basically in a, in a, back of a barn trying to get wind turbines together for an order um before we moved into a facility with with heat so you know yeah that's 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 where it all was uh you know out there in sweaters and jackets and everything trying to trying to build some products so we could ship and get to a customer you know that's 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 the i would say the difference between having a you know a good good backer for a startup and and not um you know is a facility location equipment uh people resources uh you know support staff so um very fortunate to have that here uh you know uh, we still have sydney and nogales to rely on um and we can rely on them pretty heavily um you know in these beginning stages uh so like i said with the tribal knowledge it's huge but yeah um you know every uh Every week in the startup, I'd uh, be like, okay, um, so the week is kind of here, weekend, you know, I uh, wonder if I'll get any form of uh, payment for my services. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, just coming out of college and everything, uh, you know, it's not like I was rolling around in dough. So, uh, you know, I was getting a little paycheck here and there, like even a few hundred bucks was like, you know, life saving at the time. So um, after that hadn't, uh, that's that's kind of the you know the biggest things form stability yeah it's exciting um but now it's exciting and i can sleep at night because i can you know afford food so <laughs> <laughs> that is true it now you also talked about you know a support system you have sydney you have nogales so you also have in, in in another way a unique benefit to being in mesa because you also have four other amphenol divisions literally across the street from you that started before you guys did in SV Microwave, in Times Microwave Systems, in Amphenol Borish Technologies, and uh, I think also uh, Amphenol Printed Circuits is also, I think, in the same side of the street you are. But the other three are, had, had already formed, had already started, actually expanded in buildings. How much of a help have those teams been to you guys in the AAO facility? I mean, all of them have been been a uh, great help and everything I, I just have to speak to times microwave for, for kind of being the biggest uh, help i mean they <laughs> before we were able to move in our facility um they were uh you know gracious enough to allow us to use uh part of their facility to you know post up on with <laughs> you know card tables and things like that we got our computer set up it kind of looked like a i don't know some sort of gamer you know dungeon song we had a cord hanging from the ceiling and all of our computers are powered off of it you know <laughs> so <laughs> It uh, it was uh, you know really nice of them to allow us to 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 work out of there for a few months before we were able to move in, mm -hmm. um, and it's been a huge kind of teamwork effort between uh, between us two because uh, kind of the as far as space goes the larger divisions here, um, and uh, you know we've really relied on each other us more on them uh, especially uh, being the newbies here, mm -hmm. um, but yeah they've been a huge help. Um, and, uh, you know, same with the other divisions too, you know, part of the, uh, being down here is really the kind of the family, you know, unity thing here. And we're slowly starting to pick that up and everything, you know, used to be a little bit more distant as divisions are, but, 
you know, I know, I know contacts in every, you know, division across the street there. And, Hey, uh, you know, this thing came up or, Hey, I need help with this. Um, you know, we're able to call upon each other. Um, but once we, we all get a little bit more settled in and, you know, we have the, you know, localized support and things are, you know, a little bit less startup, uh, you know, chaotic wise, things like that. Um, we'll, we'll be, you know, uh, getting involved with each other's operations, I think a bit more, um, cause there's so much to, you know, learn from each other uh, from an operation standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, the day when all of us can, you know, get together and, and, and move in a path forward that I don't think any other, you know, uh, company has really seen or done before. I, just, you know, Ampanol is kind of a, just a different, different world. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know, seeing what everybody else does, it's, uh, different yeah no no i agree in a good way in a good way so you were born and raised in upstate new york uh auburn new york union springs high school home of the what are they we're the wolves the wolves home of the wolves yes and so you you were here your entire life uh up until like i said seven eight months ago when you moved clear across the country or almost all the way across the country to Arizona, how has that adjustment for you been personally? Well, it's uh, you know, it's it's has its good, it's has its bads, you know. Um, everything does. Uh, you know, I guess one of the the, uh, the you know negative things about moving down here is you know I have a whole you know bunch of friends, coworkers, and everything that uh, you know I've been used to going and seeing for the past you know four years almost, and uh, you know that was that was my life there, and then moved down here, and you know it's just it's different now, you know. Yeah. But I'm building up, a, you know, yeah, a group friends and things like that and I still communicate with them and you know the fortunate thing about being here is that uh, those co-workers happen to come through uh you know Mesa sometimes on their way to Nogales or they're actually here for a visit so that's that's always nice um but uh you know family and everything uh, recently uh my sister had a birth to my first nephew so um it's been been a little difficult you know with the the whole he's growing up and I'm missing him some time but I try to get back as much as I can and see the little guy um but uh, other than that you know i you know the weather's nice uh the, there's a lot of really fancy nice looking cars out here which you know i'm a big big car guy so that's big to, big for me um and uh you know i, I get a I get a good group of friends here now too so it's uh it's all you know when you move to a new place it's hard at the beginning it always was same yeah. thing when i'm in binghamton for Ampanol in the first place it was a few months of start up and figuring out who we, who, you, who you work with and who you don't and so it's uh it's always a new thing but uh, that was the one thing they when they do those like personality studies on you when you're a kid they yeah always, they, me as an interpersonal learner and i think the the definition of that is like, okay, you're, you're hyperactive and you, you talk to all these people and then uh, you get called out by the teacher and then you got to get moved to another table and then, you know, you do, <laughs> become friends with all of them and then uh, it's all over again. So, yeah, I've been starting up in new locations. It's never been too much of a challenge for me, but, uh, you know, it's always it's always fun, you know, meeting new people and things. But uh, like I said, it's a, it's a challenge. Always is. <laughs> but it sounds like you're settling in, which is good. So have you had a chance yet to look into buying one of those cars you talked about on our original episode? <laughs> yeah. What was the name no. of that car again? What What was the name of that? Oh, the Pagani Huayra. Yeah, there you go. I, 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 I try a hundred times. I can't pronounce it. 
and I still haven't looked it up to see what they look like. It's about time you did. But, I know. You know send me a link. You... Send me a link, please. I will, of course. Okay. Um, but yeah, between uh, the last time you interviewed me and now, um, there was actually, uh, I went over to one of our sister divisions, uh, Amphenol Socapex. Um, they happened to be right near uh, Geneva, Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that the same week I had to go over there for work. Um, the Geneva Motor Show was going on, which is the premier motor show, all the releases of cars in the world. Um, they had the $18.9 million Bugatti uh, that they unveiled and all these other great cars. But uh, uh, I think the highlight of that, um, I my opportunity for going there, for one, the ticket was like 15 bucks score. Uh, second, the uh, uh, I nagged the people in the Pagani booth pretty much all day. And finally, at the end of the day, they let me in. So I got to, uh, you know, go in and basically see my dream car. Um, I was, you know, you're not allowed to touch the things, right? It's a $4 yeah. million dollar car. Uh, but I got to got to get in there and look at all the fun little intricacies of it. And, uh, you know, it was really like one of those pinnacles in my life. And when you're a car nerd, these things are important. So <laughs> so you can't afford it yet, but you're working on it. Yeah, yeah, really working on it. Uh, hoping to stop around with the, <laughs> my investments and that'll look out. <laughs> well, stay safe. Safety first, Sean, especially in this day and age. So. Absolutely. Well, yeah. listen, man, I appreciate you doing this again. Again, I'm not sure if we'll use the old one or not, but I think we covered some of the same stuff. So um, uh, it's it's always a pleasure um, talking to you. I'm sure I'll probably see you maybe in the next few months if we're allowed to travel at some point. Um, uh, but uh, again, best of luck to you in Mesa. Keep pushing that facility. And um, again, thanks for doing this. Uh, absolutely. And thank you for reaching out, man. Of course. Uh, all these podcasts, um, they've been a great opportunity to learn more about, uh, you know, other people in other divisions. I, I think the one that sticks out to me the most is, you know, Hardik uh, across the street. In the, oh, yeah. yeah. The, um, I don't think I would have known about him or met him without this. So uh, oh, he's good. been a great piece of person to work with out here. So. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Hey, have a good one. All right. Take care.